0: The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockrey-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Welcome to the Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra with me, Tara Lockery-Grant. This is the show where we find out how amazing people that we feature on rte.a forward slash lifestyle and in the Lifestyle section of the RT News Now app, how they do what they do so well. Mostly Irish people from all around the country in the areas that we focus on, which is food, fashion, travel, living, parenting, health and well-being, fitness and motives. But what we really want to focus on today is a company with a lot of Irish history, They came together, a group of people came together with a brilliant idea and have worked really hard to make the company what it is now and have landed their products on some of the most prestige shelves, not only in the country. But the world. And Beth Ann Smith is here in front of me now. Beth, thank you so much for coming up. Carl, oh, thank you so much for having me in. Tara. I love it to see you. Coming up because, of course, it is the Lismore Food Company. So you did have to travel a little bit, didn't you? I did. I did. I had to scarf her up the, to, through the countryside to be here yes. on this fine day. But, Beth, can I. Bring can we go back a little bit because this is what we love to do right on the podcast. It's to find out how people like yourself do what you do so well. So you, the Lismore Food Company, has ended up and your products have ended up on the shelves of Harrods, so many others around the country, including Selfridges in the UK and um, Marks and Spencers, and in a range of other stores where people can get them here, which is brilliant. Okay, but more importantly and more interestingly, right now is looking back to how did you do it and what for other people who are, you know, the country, the economy is picking up. A lot of people are out there have been working really hard to set up businesses after maybe redundancies in the, in the crash and now are really just inspiring and in getting up and getting their own businesses going over the last few years. So, and for people who are thinking of doing the same, we'd love to get your tips and advice and any, any bits of wisdom that you have. But yeah.
1: So I suppose what, what started me was I, I trained as a chef 12 years ago and I. Where did you do that? I trained in Ballymaloo, which was absolutely fantastic um, joyous three months and then quite soon afterwards within about a year I was chefing in Lismore Castle and I subsequently became head chef there which but I mean
0: hang on a minute hang on to go from because I've done a couple of cookery courses there's no way after I don't even think three months I know Ballymaloe is amazing and you have links do you have connections to Ballymaloe? Well or I know you? them I've known them for a long time, a long time. Yeah. well listen I still don't think if I went in and did a three month is anyone who's ever had my cooking will probably agree to this <laughs> No. After three months of cooking, they, you know, that I would then be able to go on and become a chef
1: in Lismore Castle. How did that even happen within a year? But this, I suppose, is the kind of the luck of the draw in a way, because it's, Lismore is a very teeny little town in the countryside. And so yeah. there was a, a girl I knew who had trained in Ballymloo who was cooking in there and she couldn't do one of the days that she was meant to be there. So she rang because she knew I was living nearby and said, any chance you could step in for me Ooh. and from there they really liked my cooking and they kept on coming back in. Wow. And And then within a couple of years I was head chef there which was absolutely fabulous because it's the most stunning castle. I mean it was built in 1185. It's beautiful. It, the history is sublime. I mean it was incredible so I you know I really landed on my feet there and they loved what I did so it was awesome. It was such a great opportunity. You're obviously a grafter though too aren't you? You're being a little bit humble on that. I, I think well I think most chefs are kind yeah. of grafters really you know it's the, it's the roll up the sleeves and get stuck in kind yeah. of thing which is fantastic. It's quite vocational really. Um so yeah, so I cooked there for a long time. But what, what the the way it works there is um they rented out the family stay there quite a lot. It's owned by the Duke and Duchess of Devonshire and They stay there um, and Lord and Lady Burlington, who Lord Burlington is the Duke's um, son, and he basically owns the castle. And so they come over quite a lot and um, then they rent it out um, when they're not there. So the season kind of starts from the middle, end of March and it goes through till the middle of October. So, you know, I I was working away in those seasons and that was perfect. But then after a few years, I was kind of, you know, twiddling my thumbs in the winter going, I need a project. (laughs) So that was kind of. What led us to investigating various things, myself and Ken and Owen, um, who are my two partners um, in the company. And we just started l- looking at various projects. And, and as we were baking afternoon tea in the castle, we were like, what could we do that would have shelf life? Um, and it took us a while to come up with the biscuit thing, weirdly, but we did. And, and, and we also, I suppose, the wonderful thing about it was we, we wanted to create biscuit a biscuit that would taste like home baking. Um, you know, so so most of the biscuits that you find have chemicals in them, you know, very strong preservatives. Yeah. yeah. And we just wanted something that really tasted like something that you would make yourself and um, then we wanted to uh, package it beautifully. So so it was wonderful. We, and I suppose the, one of the great things was we could control it at the start. We did all of our own baking at the start. Did we, you, we, Actually, because that's an interesting
0: thing. So yeah. you, sp- you
1: spoke about Owen
0: and Ken. So they're the Madden, Madden brothers. Yes. They also have a great history, don't they? In Absolutely. Food. Yeah. They
1: have 200 years of uh, their business is, is called the Summer House Cafe in Lismore. And um, they had it was Madden's before, and it's been a bakery, it's been a pub, it's been a supermarket. Really? It's, you know. So their history is enormous, and then my history also. My family have had uh, they've had um, been grocers for six uh, generations. So they had a beautiful shop on Patrick Street in Cork called Smith Stores, and Lovely. which was really famous in in Cork in its day. It, it, it sold many years ago to Musgraves. Um, but so it's it's really steeped in our blood the the food the food thing, which is so. It's why it works so well between us because we're all obsessed with food. Yeah, I um, love. That.
0: That idea of the three of you sitting around, obviously you were pals.
1: Yeah each absolutely other. And
0: I love that idea That you're all sitting Around the kitchen In the quiet Those dark Winter evenings Probably cooking When you were having These Cooking talks. Eating I mean all we talk about Is food It's ridiculous <laughs> I mean
1: we are The most boring people uh, I mean we literally Can obsess over You know cardamom For you know An hour Which is ridiculous But, but you, you know. all value Then that idea The
0: fresh ingredients I mean Ireland is rich With fresh yeah. Homegrown ingredients Obviously as well We you know In, in latter times We import And you can get your hands on the finest ingredients in the world
1: well and speaking of that you know you're completely right but and one of the the, the things about our biscuits that is really important to us is that they're all made with irish butter so again Brilliant. a lot of biscuits now on the market are using palm oil and we, we like for us it's so important that it's always irish butter and and that because the taste is so incredible of irish butter and also it's it's through Bord Bia, I think Irish butter has had incredible around the world it's thought of really highly all the Irish dairy products are um but it's so it's a, it's it's Why you know it tastes that? completely Why different. Is that? that they're so well thought yeah, of yeah
0: because even Doreen Allen a couple of years ago talking about came out and said all this new trends of low fats you know low fat um, spreads she said look a little bit of good quality butter or good quality yeah. uh, dairy is key and needed and yeah. good fats and it,
1: well it's really interesting now of course but because all of these these phases go you know these these uh, food fads are, are fads and you know it, people were talking about coconut oil for right. the last few years now that's out of fashion and now butter's back in and it will change again and so all of these things kind of change constantly but I suppose Irish if you look I mean you just have to look around the countryside in Ireland at the you know the cows roaming in the fields it's so incredible the countryside the 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 climate for um, vegetables for it, it's just it really is magnificent and I mean I say that also as a chef the produce right. coming into my kitchen in Lismore Castle was just magnificent right. I mean I was getting wild salmon from the river below me in the castle. Uh, my local butchers have a farm and an abattoir. And so the, the beef and lamb was coming in from them. We had a walled garden in the castle. I mean, it was just magnificent. Oh Every gosh. day the gardeners would come in and say, what would you like? And oh hand me a list. Word. It was just incredible. So, I mean, that is amazing. And and I really got to see that as a chef working in that way. I, it's probably different if you work in the city because you're getting deliveries um you know, to your door, but but in the countryside, you really see where things are coming from and you really celebrate Ireland because of it, um, which is really wonderful. But yeah. the produce is incredible.
0: That must be great as well for kids. I think, you know, when they're, when they're they completely understand where food comes from, because, you know, there's often surveys done, especially we're now we're looking at heading towards 2030, being the fattest or the most obese nation in Europe, an accolade we don't want. And it's about education, isn't it? For kids, for adults, all of us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it totally is, and I, I know with um, with my little boy who's ele- his eleven, Harry. I mean, he, I, I have drilled into him. He's a complete foodie. It's I mean, he's, he's hilarious. He, he, you know, I remember at, when he was four, he went to school one day, <laughs> and um, he he came, back in the, he came back in the evening. He came back in the evening. was starving, and he had some beef and some red wine jus and celeriac puree. And he was just, you know, I remember him saying how much he loved it, and he, he was, you know, he, he was talking about red wine jus as if it was normal. But they do four, and I was like, you're so going to get beaten up, <laughs> but. But, he, but but he you not but Solerick he, he knows what's in season he yeah. he absolutely loves vegetables he knows the he understands the quality of Irish food and and that's really important to me that he really he really gets that because but it's so do you important. think
0: that the, the, the kids around him talking about him, I'm hearing my just the, the mammy and me go making sure he isn't getting beaten up do you think kids get it and they love that when they see that when him his his I when think, his pals I mean, are he, around Harry does
1: you. Uh, you know with with kids it depends on how they've grown up if they've grown up with parents who cook they are much braver with food and and it's brilliant you can you can you can tell actually when yeah. kids have been um, I suppose being introduced to, veg- to vegetables and meats and fish at an early age because they tend to be more brave Hands and they just on. eat it all yeah. um, but it, it, you know the, 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 the other thing is kids eat tasty food as well they like tasty food they but do. if you know if you put too much herbs in when they're too young they they, they get a bit scared so yeah. you have to be a little bit careful as they're a bit younger um, but I, I think kids all around the place are doing so much better now you know versus when we were growing yes. up and we had you know meat and three veg That's and it very very boiled veg very boiled very plain and there wasn't a lot of love whereas now if you think about how we can how we particularly with vegetables how we cook them it's much more interesting isn't it and so kids are much more I mean I did it the other day with Harry very simply we just did a little aubergine melanzane and which is you know very much like a lasagna with aubergine if you like Yum. um and Harry just he just was like this is my new favorite meal ever and <laughs> you know so, so you know the point is if you make you can make vegetables really tasty whereas when we grew up they they kind of weren't exactly really cooked in a tasty way That's so it. I loved it.
0: when you know when you spiralize um courgette yes and then the kids just go wow I love this green pasta yeah and you're going mm-hmm
1: yeah. Keep going there. It's <laughs> fantastic. Or you can make beetroot
0: cupcakes and, yeah. you know, all sorts of yes, things. You big can- And date brownies. Yum. With beetroot. Yummy. Anyway, but so, yes, so I can picture you guys in a probably a gorgeous, k- lovely, homey kitchen, a yes. real country kitchen, sitting around talking about what you were going to do. Who was the baker? Who was the business? Who had what skills?
1: Well, it's really interesting. Actually, we all we all loved baking because, of course, I, I mean, I was working as a, as a chef, but I'm more of a savoury chef. Really, it's, it's my real love is savoury, but I do bake. Um, but Owen and Ken are really into baking. Um, uh, and and you know, the the two of them would obsess over the sweet recipes, whereas I obsess over the savoury recipes, Brilliant. which is interesting because yeah. actually, when we brought out the biscuits, we brought we, in the first year we we introduced five sweet flavours, and I was you know. You know always wanting a savory range, but because obviously it, it, with our little um democracy of uh, you know it, we, the two out of three got their f- sweet range first, and then we I got my savory range in a year later with those two a little range of two um savory biscuits but um but they were really the bakers and um and then but and I kicked in from behind, of course, I baked with them, and then Ken and myself I suppose were more the business side of it, and we 're the front of house, if you like, Good, and Owen. Yeah. Owned as a lot of the recipe development and 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 the comes up with all of, of those kind of ideas. So it's it's it, the the balance works incredibly That's well. That's really good. You've got yeah. three bright people with different skill sets. Working. Yeah, I love it. Love and it. I did. I mean, I did business in Trinity a million years ago, and um. But then Ken did uh, Ken did drama in Rada a million years ago, and he had this. He, he I remember, you know, he's always told me that education didn't really work for him until he got to Rada, which he loved. But because he kind of school didn't really work for him, he didn't really connect with it. He he looks at the world in a very different way you know than the rest of us who've gone through uh, schooling you know there's a there's a, a level of um, I suppose that we all think in a certain way we've been programmed to think in a certain yes. way whereas Ken you know I remember Ken producing a, <clears throat> a play in Cork years ago and he wanted Ed Harris to be the um, the the, the actor is. and he just was like I-, I think I'll just ring him up and he just rang him up and Ed Harris came over to Cork and, and
0: whoa
1: whoa whoa, so- <laughs> whoa 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 I didn't expect that to be the outcome <laughs> oh my god Ken. yeah so so Ken, so Madden, Ken has a way um, yeah he has a way of <laughs> seeing the world in antirism. a really he, he makes direct he links to things wow. whereas you know I might go the traditional okay well this is how you do this <laughs> is how you approach that in terms of my education and my way of seeing things and Ken goes no no I'm just going to ring them or I am just he makes a direct line which I really it's wow, really interesting the way that. his brain works so yeah I really admire it so together we have that balance of mine is the kind of slightly more traditional um <laughs> and yet I'm, I'm I would be more willing to throw myself off the cliff in a way, <laughs> Ken would be crossing the T's and <laughs> dotting the I's. So it's very interesting, the balance that, um, and then with, with Owen as well, uh, the balance that we get between the three of us. Wow, which, you know, what I'm trying to hold off and jumping to the
0: <laughs> uh, you, you guys getting to these, the, as I said earlier, the biggest shelves in the world. But it, now that I know a little bit more about how you work together, the three of you, um, and which is really the interesting part of a business, especially a successful one. OK, so you went from here we go, our first, uh, we, let's do this with the, around the kitchen table. Yeah. Then how do you get from that so,
1: to a range, the first range of six products and the second range of two? So basically, um, I, well, th- th- then, I mean, it was the end of one summer in Lismore Castle. Myself and, and Ken, who are partners in real life, we had just moved into a, a new house and we were kind of sitting at the kitchen table and we were like, let's just do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just one of those things. You, ju- It's just a decision, actually. And then you just have to start doing it. And so then we, you know, we knew we wanted the biscuits to be in um, tubes. And then, you know, we knew we wanted them to be really beautiful. And, you know, we knew that design had to be really amazing. And, um, and so Owen kind of led by Owen the rest, we started working on the recipes and Ken and I started working on the design of the tubes and the business the side The
0: tubes even alone it's a great idea they're just so you want to just reach out and Gently pick them up. Really. Oh, thank you it's, so yeah. much. And yeah. I
1: mean, we, do, we myself and Ken designed them, and um, we had the help of a couple of guys who were drafting them up for us. But we we effectively designed them, and it was a stroke of luck, really. When there was one day where Ken was candying sugar and or candying nuts, and the sugar was kind of um, spinning, you know, it, it spins like a yarn of gold. And the sun came through the windows, and it hit it, and I was like, orange. That's oh, it. Wow. I want them to be orange. Oh. And and it, it, it was such a brilliant moment. For, but we both were we. You Literally, it was fantastic—a eureka moment—and then, um, and then we knew we wanted gold. So we were looking at the gold foils. Um, as they come and they come in little orange discs, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, little gold discs. Sorry. And we um, uh, and I was like, you know, it, myself and Ken love art. And it immediately reminded us of Patrick Scott, whose oh, wow. art we love. And so we were like, that's it straight there on the orange. And then we needed a panel, obviously, to say the flavor. So that all came about after that. But it was just really simple. I mean, we don't have des- a design background. So right. um, but it, that was how the design came ab- about. You just and then, knew what you liked,
0: your history, your education, yeah. and what brought you to where you were all combined. Yeah. To get that Uh,
1: completely, and then of course, with the back, we put in lots of personality. So, there's little things about Lismore, Mm -hmm. and then we you know, we knew it was going to be a kind of a gifting product, Mm -hmm. so we wanted it to feel really special all the way through. So, the start is your visual of of the tube, and then um, we put orange tissue inside, we wrapped Mm -hmm. the biscuits in orange tissue, and then we had beautiful, handmade, really pure biscuits inside. So, like, we were working on all of that for about a year before we launched, and um, st- while, you know, while still
0: doing the day jobs
1: Each of you While still doing the day so jobs So your job as a head chef In Lismore Ken and Owen So Owen is running His cafe in, in The Summer House uh, w- The Summer House in, in Lismore Which he still runs actually where? And and Ken um, Ken at that point Had just finished his his uh, He had a, an estate agency In Lismore Which had just finished up Brilliant. So I was bringing him In to the castle With me a little bit Because he never saw me At that point And I was like Well if you want to see me You might as well Come and work with me And I'll train you in As a chef So I trained him <laughs> (laughs) in. Um, But he mostly was developing the biscuits and and getting the ball rolling. We you know we get the he, he made. never saw
0: you because you were so busy. Yeah, and
1: go oh, wow! Great. So I trained him up as a chef. <laughs> That's great! To get to see your guy Yeah, do you want to hang out with me? Come and <laughs> come and chop the cards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Brilliant. yeah, so, and also by then you got to build. Like, you're able to spend time together, therefore you're able to brainstorm. Totally, yes. completely, and um and and it was wonderful because obviously we you know we make biscuits for afternoon tea and there so we were like let's try this flavor for me today. <laughs> It was a little see if they eat test marking they ate see all those that, that seemed to go down well that's really good that's so clever so okay. um, but so yeah so it took a year you know there's all sorts of things to sort out from you know from obviously the, the flavours to we I mean we started with a hundred flavours oh no and wow. we had a, effectively we had a biscuit off and it was you know like a celebrity <laughs> biscuit challenge um, and we had to you know we had I had to do a I lot of pilates see, I was about to say that I
0: was to say aside from the having to put on a stone and weight. I would have loved to have been your guinea pigs but I'd say you had very many willing guinea pigs for those did you?
1: Yeah we totally did of course but you know at the end of the day it was the three of us knew that we were going to be the ones to decide those flavours and we knew that we had the wherewithal between us to to, to know what worked and getting to know that balance and Mm -hmm. once we decided then we tested them out and and made sure that everybody else agreed. Yeah (laughs) which they very happily did. They very happily did which was great.
0: So okay so you brainstormed you wanted to get it right so you went from keeping up the day jobs and what was the next stage from going the design to then getting the flavours over what period of time did you get the flavours and were you working on that and did you give
1: yourself a business plan and deadlines um, oh we absolutely did We, we knew we had to launch um you know, for the Christmas market, which was just, just over three years ago. Um, and in fact, it was, you know, the deadline. We, we went over the deadline because we had tubes coming in from China. And then when they were on the way, there was a strike in the port in China. No. And it delayed the launch by six weeks. And we had our heads you in our hands not going not like, You could not write that. No! Oh. And I mean, it was awful. And so it, it, it brought our launch into the middle of October, which is, it was meant to be in early September, giving us lots of time to kick into the market. So we thought we were scuppered. And in fact, we we weren't. It it was it was amazing. Actually, I think because. It was a new product in the Irish market, a new Irish product. I mean, English companies have done biscuits and tubes in that gifting kind of way before, but Irish companies hadn't. And um, so straight away we, we we got into Avoca and Brown Thomas and Ardkingan wow. stores, and and the media got really excited, and it was really amazing. Actually, it was, and that was incredible. That support that we got at the start when we launched, but it took it. We were later than we thought, and we were. You know, I know. I remember at that time we were. You know, we we didn't know what to expect. We thought maybe we'd be in five stores by. Christmas and we ended up being in 60 stores by Christmas so that was incredible it was a really um fantastic launch what Um, was that like it was incredible. I mean, it was it was just amazing the the response um, that people had to to to, to our biscuits, and, and 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 still we get that. You know, I we forget. I mean, you were saying this to me earlier. You know, about you, when you're in the middle of something, you kind of forget I, people's perception of it, and and still people come up to us and they're like, "Oh, these are incredible. These are amazing." And we love them so much, and we buy them all the time. And they, you know, they're they're really delighted to, to support our business. It, we've been so lucky. And, and I mean, our grand plan, which I, I, I half jokingly say is global domination, but you know, um you kind of have to aim high. Harrods. What how Oh, Harrods was incredible. Well, again, we just rang them up, right? Uh, going by Ken's kind of style, of, <laughs> uh, just pick up the phone and ring them up, and so we did, and and we just kept on ringing, and um, and then like, how hard was it? What happened? Did they it took take a, a while. Call? No, we knew it? we knew they were interested, but with a lot, like a, it's a very big company, if you like, and so things like that take a while to turn, to change, to you know. Um, and also we were just a random little company in Ireland so obviously a, a lot of companies like Harrods would deal with major distributors okay so they, they then they just get a book of stuff that they can take so they don't necessarily want to deal with individuals in a little company in yeah. in the countryside in Ireland um so we just rang and rang and rang and and Did then you keep sending them over biscuits totally <laughs> <laughs> try it nothing like a bit try of stalking it. try it <laughs> <laughs> um so and then and then um I they I can't remember how it happened in the end but I feel like they met Kenneth Bloom then um and and no, um, Fortnum and Mason Park. met them as well and and then they they just they took them on. I mean, we were so excited because it's, it, you know, it's it's really fantastic to launch into Harrods, you know, from from Lismore, you it's know, from so from our little tiny little town. It was incredible. And the, again, the response was amazing. Um, well, how did the Irish react to that? Well, the, 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 the media got really excited and which was really exciting for us. And I mean, I, I, I can tell you how many emails and messages we got. It yeah. was it was incredible. It was, you know, and that's one of the things that really has struck me in the last few years. The the well of support of the Irish people and particularly I suppose when we launched it was we were just kind of coming out of recession and it was kind of slightly brave I think if we'd done it a year before it wouldn't have worked Mm -hmm. so the timing worked out really well but the well of support has been Incredible, and and you know people who have, have just constantly been willing to help us out when we're not you know unsure of which way to go, um you know, and people you know immediately go oh you must contact my friend here's the number oh my God. call them up and you know people have been incredible but so you know again when we launched into Harrods, that support just welled up again and oh. it's been incredible I'm actually getting serious in the back of my oh. because
0: no <laughs> but it is that thing imagine this is your baby this is your product obviously you have Harry that you you just spoke about earlier your son this is a baby that you three create it together, this lovely idea and business, and it's Irish. And it's all Irish, and then you get it onto one of the biggest shelves, the shelves most one of the most important shelves, food shelves, in terms of gifting luxurious products in the world that are still affordable. What was it like when you first walked into Harrods and saw your products on the shelves?
1: Oh, gosh, it was just unbelievable. And um, who went? Who was there? Myself and Ken went over and, and I subsequently did a tasting there. And they were so lovely in there because you don't know what it's even going to be like, you yeah. know, when you when you do a tasting in there. But they were incredible. But, it, you know, it's such a different Harrods is such a different place to you know, we don't have anything like it really here, particularly the clientele. It's just fr- so cosmopolitan. Um, Everyone, all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, countries, everything is there in the mix. And it's fantastic. It was, I mean, it was incredible. I remember it so clearly. And, um, and in fact, my mum was over with me as well. And it was I, it was it was quite emotional, bit. actually, yes. seeing them in hearts because we were still really small. I think we were about a year old when they got in there. So we were like, this is amazing, you know, <laughs> upwards and onwards. If we can get in here, we can do anything. actually yeah. It's that kind of feeling as well that you get. You just kind of think, actually, if we can get here, we can get anywhere. And, and I, you know, then we realized that, you know, that should be really part of our aim, that we need to be on the most, you know, in the most glamorous shops around the world, you know, all of those places, because also that's it's very much a gifting market. And it's where people go in those kind of cities to, you know, bring some nice gifts home yes. or to dinner parties or whatever it is. So, you know, it was fantastic. But um, yeah, it was incredible.
0: Now, your mom, right, and, and Ken's family and Owen's family. So the Maddens and the Smiths, what's it like for the parents? Because I can see how brave you are. I can hear how brave Ken is and Owen as well. And big thinking, but for parents, they're going. That's my child that did that. You know what's that like?
1: Uh, well, oh well, and I can't speak for yeah. my mum, of course, uh, or, or Ken's mum. But um, oh, I think I think they're really proud. They're really thrilled. You know, and and I and I suppose the thing is because you know my father was so, so successful in business, and he was he went up he sold Smith stores into Musgraves, and ultimately was managing director of Musgraves. Um, he was a really brilliant businessman. So you know it's. It's kind of, it it, seem, it really makes sense in a way, you know, that there's a, there's a food thing. And so it's kind of, it's a lovely connect. Um, but I think, you know, of course, mum is really proud and Ken's mum are really well, proud. Are they,
0: but you're both the mum's names.
1: So my mum is Anne Smith <laughs> and Ken's mum is Margaret Madden. Okay. Um, But you know they're 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 kind of quietly proud, you know. But they are the the true Irish mums,
0: the true Irish mums, and I'm sure I'm sure your is 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 the Ken and On's father. um, He died a long time ago as well. Yeah, Yeah, so Um, it is is sad, but no doubt looking down, I'm sure and smiling. uh, The big plan. World domination,
1: global domination—that domination you have
0: to joke about, but really, it, you know, it's possible. Cause you're oh already no,
1: absolutely! The- and the thing is, you know, at the moment, I mean, we're, we, you know, we do plan on expanding the product range, but at the moment, it's, um, you know, it very much feels like a gifting product yeah. um and so there's there's a limit to the market in Ireland with that you don't buy gifts every day so you know we have to export which is which is great and it's really exciting um and, and then we, we want to extend the product range as well but i know you know later on this year we're we are our, our chocolate apple crisps so they're going to Japan and Gorgeous. then the the biscuit range is going into China later on this year yeah, as well really. so you know we, we have uh, you know we're we're looking at various places like the middle east america you know, we we want to go to the you know the the country. Obviously, we we have to have a, a a grand plan that makes sense. There's no point in going to countries where you know they don't have a gifting market or you know. So the Middle East makes a huge amount of sense because yes. it's. Um, they have a, it's the perfect place for that kind of product. Um, and America, obviously, there's a huge Irish-American audience. Um, so, yeah, so we have to make a strategy for how, how we're going to have world domination. Well, I but think there's a strategy that- probably, no doubt, I mean, in, in place already
0: for that. Brexit, is there, how are you feeling about that? It's, I know it's early days, there are meetings every day in Ivy House or, you know, across the water. Have you any thoughts that you can share with people now?
1: Well, you know. Um, I mean, we're in all through the UK in Marks and & Spencers and obviously in a few other lovely stores. Um, so we're in Fortnum's and Selfish's and Harrods and, but you know, we are, we're really happy with our business in the UK. We still want to do more business in the UK. Um, Brexit is such an unknown. I My gut feeling is that is not going to happen. I really just cannot see it happening. Um, so I think the whole thing is going to fall apart. Um, um, and which, in which case, that will be fine. Um, <laughs> but I, we're just going to continue on, actually, and and because the UK is such an important country for us here. Um, it's such an important market um, for Ireland you know to export into the UK um, so our gut feeling is just to kind of plough on but to at, at the same time open up other markets with less of a risk so you're balancing out that risk brilliant um, but but it's I, I, you know as I said and I genuinely believe Brexit is not going to happen I really I, I just cannot see it going through
0: One thing I want to ask you before we go is I knew we'd run out of time really quickly is your advice for other comp- people who are listening who are maybe at the start they're struggling I'm sure sure you put in long, long hours as well, Bethan. You're working in as the head chef in Ismore and also a mum and also working on this business idea. Have you tips and advice for people?
1: So I, I definitely do. So I think if you have a gut feeling, you know, if you really have a gut feeling, I think it's really worth looking into really well and and being really brave and taking the leap if you think it's gonna happen. But I also then, and this is where Ken is excellent, better than me, but I think, you know, watch your cash flow. It's a really key piece. So if you can be, have that like combination of being willing to to jump off that cliff and then, but, but, uh, you know, in a kind of a measured way, Mm -hmm. Just do it and go for it, and uh, you know you'll you you will, you won't ever regret having done it. You'll just have re- you'll just regret not having done it sooner.
0: I love it because you know I love the sound of how you balance each other because that would be the key thing. Is that obviously finance? You have to be realistic. So yeah. the fact that you were ready to jump off the uh, cliff and he was making sure there was a safety net, well,
1: <laughs> and and, and, abs- and continually does. You know, yeah. I, you know, I definitely would, and I always kind of joke that I have a little bit of a reckless streak in me, um, but Ken is very measured, and 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 it's brilliant having that balance, and it really. Tempers me as well, but equally I do with him because I can. Push us to take that risk as well. So it, it is really great, and Owen, oh, no doubt in the middle, delighted with how it's all going. Oh, absolutely, and and Owen, I mean, Owen's fantastic. You know, with all the recipe development, and and and, and all of us do everything as well. Yeah. By the way, it's just obviously we divide out into areas too. But we all because there's only three of us. You yeah. know, at the start of the business, we were you know when we were a really small company, uh, you know, and, and people would ring and say, "Can I speak to the finance department?" And you'd put on a different voice and say, "Hello, it's Mary in the finance department." So you know, we all do it all because it all you know, it's a little. Time Business, i have just giving your big done. secret away. <laughs> Mary in the finance department is actually you, she doesn't actually exist, who <laughs> is Beth Ann Smith, the proprietor
0: um, of Lismore Food Company, along with Owen and also Ken Madden. Thank you so much for coming in, Beth Ann. Thank really, you so really much great. for having me. I know as well you're at your very, very busy Christmas period. So, we'll have the full interview, people can get in touch with you. All the details will be in the article on rte.e forward slash lifestyle and also in the lifestyle section of the Orte News Now app. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. Thank Thank you so much for having
1: me. The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra.